0: Suvas Perkei Five 5.5 This Mishnah lists isha These are the various labors that a woman, a wife, performs for her husband. Now, there's a basic machlokus in the Rishonim, what this list is about. We'll have a list of seven different activities. Some Rishonim learn, the issue here is these are the Masi Deha that we've been talking about in the previous Mishnahes. This is what her output, economic output is meant to be. And that being the case we paskin, the whole Takana, the enactment, that her maas yadea belongs to her husband was only um, to her benefit in exchange for her being provided with mazonos, food, clothing, etc. So she is allowed to say, I'm not interested in you providing me with food and support, and I'm not interested in making any economic contributions to the family. I won't perform any of these things. And she'd be entitled to do that. Others learn that that's not what's happening here. This is simply talking about the basic home economics. There's a division of labor in the household. Certain labors are expected to be performed by the husband, and ultimate responsibility falls on him. But the wife has to perform certain tasks, and those are considered to be a woman's work. Um, certainly not a, a, an idea that's that's especially palatable um, to modern sensibilities. Um, necessarily, um, in certain circles. But notwithstanding, that's what the Mishnah has in mind here, that there are certain um, categories of work which are expected the woman, for the woman to perform. And these are considered to be specifically a woman's work. And the issue here is actually um, economic, and a woman's expected to pull her weight. And therefore, um, if it has to get done, she's the one who's expected to do it. Now, the Mishnah will make it clear that... Uh, so I should say the Shulchan Aruch Paschans brings both sheets down, Okay, both those approaches. Now the mission will make it clear that this economic contribution the woman has to make to the household these seven activities um they are only required of her in the absence of someone else doing them. but if the woman um brings into the household um extra help in in the form of of servants um or even if um she's brings in money with which like she her part of her dowry enables her to pay for domestic help or even if she is poor and brought nothing to the family but her husband says the rambam has the wherewithal to afford domestic help he can hire a living maid or two or three whatever the story is so then um, she is not required to do these activities it's not that it's her the the demand is on, on her per se it's that it has to get done and she is the person to do it if there's no one else who will do it instead so that's um, what's going on here in this Mishnah. Um, now, I want to point out that there will be certain, besides this list of seven things, and by the way, some learn these seven things aren't uh, like a finite, specific list of seven, um, but they are sort of like, kind of like avos malachos, seven categories of the types of works that women are expected to do. And the Shulchan Ar-Pasels, it is clear that what we're talking about over here is just in the context, the bigger picture, is that these are the kind of things that um, women do in this time and place. But if what was considered to be appropriate... Um, or normal for women to do would be other tasks, then the list would be altered to quarterly. And similarly, like today, we have this list. The first thing in the list is to, is to do the tochenes. She's supposed to grind the flour into wheat. Now, obviously, today no one does that, and we buy flour in the store, and therefore the whole thing just wouldn't be applicable. The halacha would not be that you can a woman isn't expected to do the grinding of the flour nowadays. That's just not how we do things nowadays. Okay, but in the time of the mission, it was that was how they did the things, and therefore, um, these were expectations that were on the wife, unless she has some other way to have it done without her um, physically rolling up her sleeves and doing it herself. Um, so, in addition to this list of seven, like I was saying, there are um, certain like there's certain like I'll call it very light um, work around the house, which, anyways, um, she's expected to do regardless. Um, necessarily we'll see more of it, you know, in addition to these things, I should say. So that would be kind of like, like I'll call it lighthouse work. you know, light tidying up of things, um, as well as like, say, you know, if her husband calls from upstairs and says, oh, honey, I forgot my drafting pencil downstairs Could you bring them up to me, you know, bring stuff from place to place, as Rashi explains, and that kind of thing. So that, that kind of light work, we're not even contemplating. Of course, she's supposed to be helpful, like he's supposed to be helpful. Um, and therefore that's part of, that's part of, the, uh, part of the expectations. Um, in addition to those kind of very light, activities which aren't even mentioned, there are certain activities which aren't uh, a woman's work per se, but rather a wife's role. In other words, we have to differentiate between, I'll call it economic production, which is what we're talking about here in our Mishnah, like her role in terms of the economy of the household, and what's got to do with more um, social or personal issues. In other words, there are certain things which are expected to um, be sort of um, things that a husband and wife share that are expressions of of chiba of affection of intimacy and therefore um it's certainly not considered appropriate for other women to do it for even like other servant women i should say to it um for the husband it should be done by the wife not because he could demand it of her not by rights she has to do it but because it's like almost like it's a is good advice she ought to do it because this is what engenders um you know the the closeness and sense of um of affection that that's uh, important to have between a husband and wife so um, those items specifically are listed include includemazzigiga Sakos pouring him his cup of of uh, of wine um, as well as uh, like sort of like uh, the, call turning down the bed sheets if you will turn down the, the or you know putting a blanket on him um, hatta tamita but we'll see more about that in a moment um, as well as um, washing his hands and feet and face which was customary in time of the Mishnah uh would be done by uh, by somebody else and it should be done by him by excuse me by her um again because these things are very personal and affect like a, a chiba, like a, a certain endearment between him and her. And that's why um those categories of things um fall on the list of harchakos um that kick in you know when the woman, Denida, and so on because we don't want that sense of affection to be um, developed at that at that time. So, with all that said, now we'll list these, these seven categories of work um, that a woman is expected to do as part of her economic contribution to the household. Osa These are the things that a woman does uh, for her husband as part of um, pulling her weight in the house. First of all, tochenes. She grinds. That means she, if we're talking, the Mishnah has in mind the picture of like a hand mill. So you're talking about you, uh, something you grind by your own hand. You feed in like wheat kernels. You grind it by hand and out comes flour. This of the list of seven is the most Labor intensive, and as the list proceeds, it will become less and less labor intensive. So this is the most um, laborious of them all. And uh, if we're talking, if she's using it's larger than a hand mill, so then of course, if it's being pulled by a donkey or something, she's not the donkey, um, but she's responsible to make sure that um, you know the grains are fed into the mill properly, and she's in charge of keeping her eye to make sure that nothing goes bad with the flour. After she keeps her eyes on the flour, so she's involved in the grinding uh, process. She's responsible for that. Second of all, va'ofa, she does the baking. Now, baking is considered to be the second most um, demanding of the tasks. Um, I'm not perfectly sure why. I'm sure if I live in time of the Mishnah, it be obvious to me. I never baked as they baked in time of the Mishnah. Um, for sure, part of it is the kneading of the dough, which is certainly laborious and, and, and a lot of work. Um, It may also require things like, I don't know what else, from drawing water to do the kneading to making the fire um, to, you know, feeding the fire, maybe going out to the ovens. I don't know all the things that are involved. But um, the baking was considered to be especially demanding, um, more than we'll see later on as cooking. And the third thing is, she is in charge of laundering, of washing the clothing. The kibus that the Mishnah has in mind here would be going down to a river or a washing station with the dirty clothing. Essentially, you have like with detergents and rocks they use for scouring the clothing and like physically rubbing them clean to get them get them clean and then rinse them in the water. Again, it's a lot of labor. It's a lot of scrubbing. It's a lot of hard work. Um, it's less so than than grinding and baking. But these three things are the from the most demanding list. Um, beyond that, number four is Miva Chalet. She does the cooking. This is considered less. This is like you know putting food onto a pot, stirring the pot, and so on. Number five is Menike Esbenah. Um, she nurses her child. Um, the diuk that the Gemara speaks out here is we're talking about her child, not his child, uh, meaning that if, for argument's sake, the fellow had two wives and, you know, wife B had a child, it's not our responsibility of wife A to nurse wife B's child. No, it's her own children that she has to nurse. Um, um, and more than that, it points out, the Gemara points out that we're talking... Would have said nurse's children or her nurse her children in the plural, but it says in the singular. And the reason why it says in the singular is because she's only expected um, to be able to nurse one child. So, in the event that she had twins, it'd be his responsibility, anyways, um, to make sure that there's like a second woman, a wet nurse, to help with the burden of nursing the newborn children. Okay, number six is Matsat lohamita, preparing um, the bed. Now, in the time of the Mishnah, this was more than just, you know, what we would call making a bed, like you know, spreading the blanket over again. That's not not this. In the time of the Mishnah, they slept on mattresses which have to be redone every day in terms of arranging the pillows and mattresses. They were kind of stuffed and didn't have the rigidity and, and you know and, and that our mattresses have today. The and therefore they needed to be sort of reprepared, replumped. I'm not sure what else went into keeping the mattresses, you know, sanitized with all the life that went on and so on and so forth. I don't know exactly. Um, but a good amount of work was put was involved in preparing the bed, so that's uh, like a, a laborious task, the least of the ones so far. But still, um, it's more than this other category of hatsas to mitzvah, making the bed, which is basically pulling down the sheets or putting a blanket on top. That's considered nothing at all. That's part of the derech That's part of like the, the personal stuff between him and her. And finally, number seven is vaosa Batsemra, and she should also um, make the wool. They was preparing the wool to have wool in the house, like you know, like call it making yarn, if you will. And <clears throat> um, even, even the shito holds um, that that <clears throat> these other these other six are are perhaps um, are perhaps like a part part of the ma'asiyad that she can she can wave. Maybe this the osa betzemer is different. We'll see more about making wool later on, um, but. The wool making here is that the family needed wool to have their garments to keep their clothing and so on, and she was expected to sort of like to prepare that yarns, so what could be done, um, and it'd be more than that if it's we're talking about a place where the normal thing is to sort of to to weave that wool. She'd be expected to do that if it's you know to do brocading. She'd be expected to do that and so on and so forth. Okay, fine. Now, so those are the seven categories of of uh, labor that are considered to be um, the wife's responsibility. If, however, she brings a servant into the household, so that means like they've got she's got a full-time like a living maid who's going to help. So then she's allowed to um, put some of the burden onto that maid. She no longer is required to do the grinding; the maid can do that. Same goes for the baking. And also goes for the laundering. The, if they have just one domestic servant, so then that person will be responsible for those three tasks, the grinding, the baking, and the laundering. Um, If you'll ask, wait a second, how come the maid can't do all seven of the tasks. The answer is that's too much for one person. In the event you have a family of just a small family of two people, so then one woman can be said to do all seven things. Um, but once you have like a third adult in the household and she's also eating food, then there's that much more grain that needs to be ground up, and that much more clothing needs to be laundered, and so on and so forth. And that being the case, um, it's not reasonable to expect the maid to do all seven activities. She just takes the first three, the most laborious, can be passed on to her. Again, important to point out here, it's not specifically that she has to bring in a maid or a servant or a slave. Um, if she brings the money to purchase and pay for, you know, domestic help, that'd be good enough, like meaning from her dowry. Or even if as the Raman Baskins she she didn't bring it in, but her husband has the wherewithal to pay for domestic help, he has to do so and relieve her of these. Stein, if she brings in two domestic servants, or the equivalents, she pays for it somehow, so then, so she's off the hook of two more of the seven, she no longer needs to do the cooking, um, nor does she have to do the the panaka, the nursing of the baby, she can get a wet nurse to do it for her. Shalosh, if she brings in three servants, or can pay for them, then then she even doesn't need to do like the preparation of the beds, or preparation of the wool, so all the seven tasks now are off of her um, off of her shoulders, off her lap, um, she would still be expected to do the kind of the light things that were mentioned up to now. Like I said, like you know the the light cleaning work of tidying up, or straining up the house, and and bringing him, you know, if you bring him his whatever, his pencil, or taking something, you know, envelope to the post office, and um, those kind of light things she would still be expected to do. But if she has arba, if she brings in four servants. So then, she can just sit on the easy chair, put her feet up, and say, I'm not lifting a finger, I'm not bringing any pencils, I'm not going to the post office, I'm not doing any neat tidying up, nothing. Everything is off her, and that will be the din. Um, the Gemara asks, well, why did it take to four to get there? Why can't we say, if one woman and one man, two people... The woman could do all seven. Why don't we say if there are four people, so then two women could do all seven? And what if we took it to four? So the my answer is really fascinatingly to me, which is that any hostel that's going to have two servants in it is also going to be um, regularly visited by guests. They'll be putting up people and taking care of you know people beyond themselves, whether those are travelers, as the mission seems to imply, or maybe I don't know, widows and orphans, and so on. The point is. Um, in the good old days, there were no hotels, really, and people who would be traveling through would be expected to be put up by the local community, and who else to do it but someone who has two servants? Um, and therefore, again, there's more work to be done, and therefore, not until you get four, four um, live-ins are you able to, the woman to say, I'm not lifting a finger, they can take care of, of everything. Okay, now, all that said, like I told you before, even though she's not doing any work, she would still be expected to do the things that are not a woman's work, quote-unquote, but rather... Um, someone that's between a wife and a husband. So she would still be doing mezikah, so coast, giving him his cup of wine, and also hatsat, amita, not the making of the bed as the mission describes it, but just the, the you know, covering with the blanket or turning down the, turning down the sheets kind of thing, um, as, as well as um, the washing of him, his hands, feet, and face. That should be done by her, his wife, and not some other woman. Now, Rabbi um, Eliezer, Rabbi Eliezer is going to say, wait a second, if this woman's sitting on her easy chair and doing nothing all day, that's going to be a big problem. Even if she brings a hundred servants into the marriage, I don't care. but She should be doing something. She should at least be making some wool. It doesn't have to be like the full requisite amount as we'll define later on in the Mishnah, of that quantity of wool. But she should be doing something towards the household, keeping herself busy, because a woman who has nothing to do, no responsibilities, will end up getting into trouble. Zima means uh, like lewdness. She'll get up to no good. Because um, she's bored and looking for something to do. And as they say, I think it's a Christian expression, that uh, lazy hands do for the devil's work, but that's the idea over here, that if she has nothing else to do, then she'll find something to do which won't be good. Now, um, Rabban Shimon Liel, Omer, he, he's not really disagreeing with him at like, loggerheads, really. He agrees the principle that... Um, she should have something to do, but he just takes it from a different angle, um, and I'll talk like in a moment. He says, If a person would take a formal neder, that his wife should do no work whatsoever, he would say essentially, I want nothing to do with you, You'll be, I take a formal neder, that you and I will not, have any, will not be together in the event that you do any of the household chores, so then Yotzi, then he is required to divorce her. He, that, that's grounds for divorce. She can demand a divorce if, if he won't let her work ksubas, um, and of course it's his, he's the bad guy, so he pays full the ksuba, even though he's he's being forced to divorce her. batala may or shimum, because batala having nothing to do all day makes a person like you know drives a person to to uh, distraction, makes them go bananas, not good for your mental health, and you can't be expected to be sort of kept in this golden cage with nothing to do. It's terrible, and that being the case, that's what Rabbi Shmuel says. He says if she has nothing to do, she'll go she'll go bonkers, and therefore. No, absolutely not. It's a terrible idea, and, and under no circumstances can she have nothing to do. So that's pretty similar to Rabbi Liezer's idea before. The difference is, let's say, for example, she has what to do. She has a bridge club. She plays canasta and mahjong. So is that going to be good enough? So according to Rabbi Eliezer, yeah, if she's entertained playing bridge all day, so then she's not going to be driven to distraction. She will go bananas. She'll be distracted. But, according to Liezer, listen, still with no responsibilities, ultimately, um, she'll get up to no good, and therefore, that, that's worse. But uh, Rabbi Mishim Gamil says, we're not chosher, we don't suspect nice Jewish women of getting up to no good, um, but certainly they have to have something to do to keep them occupied, or else um, they will just, you know, the, the boredom will make them go, go bananas. And the halacha is really um, like this, meaning even like Ruby Lazar, that, that the woman should be doing something, can't do nothing, it's not accept- acceptable or expected or good or healthy for her to be doing nothing, uh, she should have some responsibilities around the house um, to, keep her, to keep, her, uh, keep her engaged and invested.